Hello, hello, hello. This is Joy, and welcome to another episode of the Joy of Social Work podcast. <laughs> that was my, my excited sound. Um, the year is almost over. We are in November. I feel like Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Christmas is the day after that. And then two weeks from that is New Year's. Like, literally, it feels like, well, this year is over. Um, But there's still time if there are things that you still want to do, goals you still want to reach, you know, anything you're still working on, like there's still time, but it just feels like it's not as much as it was like in January, obviously. 2020 is coming up. Um, I have to sit down and think about what I want to do in 2020. I have some ideas, like I know like a big thing that I want to do. But other than that, I'm like, what is what is next year about to look like? I don't know. But um, if you are in the New York City area, my friend Carrie is having a vision board party on December 7th. A vision board brunch and it's a healthy vibe event. Um, I've gone to the last I think she had to. I went to those. Uh, And I was very intentional about the things that I put on my vision board last year. And I am seeing them come true this year. So really exciting event. Um, I will be there. I will be late because that day, December 7th, I'm also going to be a part of a panel for the Band Bullying and Building Self-Esteem Summit that my homegirl Tiana Washington, who, if you listen to the self care episode, has been on, and spoiler alert, will be on the next episode, uh, Dece- uh, December, November 24th, I believe is the date. She'll be on that episode as well. She's putting on this event, dope event. It's sold out actually for participants. I can say that right. So <laughs> I'm like, wait, can I say that? Yes, it's sold out. Um, we already recorded the next episode, so when you hear it, she'll tell me that it's sold out, and I'll be surprised. It's not because I'm faking. It's because at the time we recorded it, I didn't know it was sold out. So <laughs> that's what happened. It's like the power of like doing things in advance and being like, I'm going to talk about that again and go back. So it might be a little confusing if you don't listen to this one, but if you, then you wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. Anyway, now I'm confused myself. So uh, she's having an event. In the morning on December 7th, and then in the afternoon, I'll be at Carrie's event. Uh, What else is going on or has happened? Oh, thank you so much for everyone who tuned into the live about how to find a therapist. Thank you for your questions. They were amazing. Thank you, um, Anim, for having me to be a part of this with you. Um, I, you know, I am sometimes a little technologically challenged. I didn't know you needed to save the live so that you can, like, I just imagine that you could, like, just save it afterwards. That's not true. So it was only up on my page for, you know, the 24 hours. And I think some of those questions would have been great to have for people to reference later. My bad. Maybe we'll just do an episode about it on here so that other folks can tune in and hear about, about how to find a therapist and um, how to encourage people to go to therapy. That was one of the questions that was asked, be it like a child or be it an adult, like a parent. Uh, someone asked about a lot of, of insurance questions and some questions from uh, other social workers and therapists who wanted to know, like, well, 
if I do take insurance, am I going to be losing money? Like things like that. So I feel like it was very informative and helpful. And thank you for tuning in again and listening. Um, (laughs) In the beginning, I was like pretty awkward because I was like, it's weird because you can hear me. I can't hear you. You're writing to me. (laughs) I'm reading the answers out loud. It was just, it was my first live, so it was different. And then it was like, all right, while people are logging on, I'm giving you a tour of my office. So I gave a tour of my office. Um, Also, thank you for everyone who's made a donation to my office space. Thank you so much. I made an Amazon wish list because I was told that I should, and I did. And I've gotten things, so thank you very much. My office is coming along. I am going to start seeing clients soon. I need a couch. <laughs> if you would like to give me a couch, let me know. Um, but probably by the time this is... No, that's not true. I was say, by the time this is aired, I'll have a couch. That's not true because this is going to be aired in like an hour. And I won't have a couch in an hour. So, whatever. Thank you if you would like to make a donation. And do not follow me on Instagram hit me up and I'll tell you how to do it. Um, or, you know, monetary stuff is always nice. My cash app is joy, J-O-I-S-W. But yeah, or like if you just want to say, that's dope, congratulations, you can also say that too. My email is thejoyofsocialwork at gmail.com. What else has been going on? This has been a rough week, honestly. I feel a little better today. Like, I feel like I'm in a better mood today than I have been in the last, like, six days um and it's interesting because now instagram has like the it'll show you your archive stories or posts from years past and yesterday the the post that i posted like six years ago was like i'm just gonna stay in bed forever and i was like oh my god this is how i feel again so i i don't know if it's some seasonal stuff going on because you know that is a real thing Or, like, people just... Or maybe not people. I shouldn't blame people. Or maybe I just start to get different around the same time of year. So, that's what's been happening. Um, Some of it is just work stuff and feeling overwhelmed by other people not doing their part. And then some of it is, like, trying to start a business and still work a nine-to-five. And not really having enough time to do all of the things that I need to do. So, I'm stressed. Um, my therapist told me I don't have patience. I was like, ooh, I know I don't, but you ain't got to tell me. But I appreciated it. So, I'm trying to work on being more patient with people. And patient with myself. Because I am not... Always the kindest and patient, most patient with myself. But it's a thing that I am working on actively. So, yeah, that's kind of that. What else? What else? What else? What else? February 6th, networking Chile in Brooklyn. We're still trying to solidify all the details for that, but that will be with myself, Jules Juice, and the Gourmet Spork. Food, fun, drinks, networking games it'll be a good time on a thursday night in the cold but yeah it'll be indoors obviously so you won't be cold um i feel like there were other things i wanted to say but maybe i can't remember them now 
So this episode I'm very excited about. I went to, I want to say that I spoke about it. I went to an event that Carrie was actually speaking on a panel about domestic violence. Um, And this woman named Kathy put it on because her cousin, whose name is Tony, was murdered by her husband. Um, She had made a lot of reports, I want to say, if I am have the story right, about her husband trying to abuse her, and or abusing her, rather. And, like, the police didn't come, or they didn't come in time, and then she ended up dying. So I met a, a bunch of amazing women at this event, and one of them, her name is Anisha, she... Like, when she walked in, I was like, oh, Carrie, look at her. She's so cute. She's so pretty. She should be our friend. <laughs> she just, like, like something about her presence when she walked in the room, um, I really felt. And then, and then yeah, at the time, I didn't know she was a panelist. I just thought she was at the event. And then when Kathy called the panelists up, she went up there, and I was like, oh, oh, she has a story. I mean, we all have stories. But, like, she's a part of this event, so she... You know, shared her story about what she had gone through with her husband and how she survived that, or her ex-husband rather. And it was just like, wow, you're like a dope ass human. And we got to talk in. I was like, I want you to be on podcast. She said, okay. And so this is that. Um, but I wanted to give some some stats because I think it's important for us to know more about domestic violence, intimate partner violence, you know, teen dating violence, you know, whatever it is that you call it or however it might look to you or people you know, but the stats are high. Like one in four women have been a victim of severe physical violence. That means beating, burning, strangling. Um, And one in three have experienced some form of physical violence by, wait, yes, sorry. What? Oh, yes. One is severe and one is some form of physical violence. So one in three have have experienced some form of physical violence. One in four, it's been a severe, severe physical violence. I can't speak. One in four men, because this only doesn't happen to women, one in four men have also experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. And one in seven have experienced severe physical violence. And like we know, we know that... that um, Domestic violence is not just hitting, it's emotional, it's verbal, it's financial, it is coercion, um, intimidation, you know, threatening, stalking, all of that stuff is what domestic violence and DV can look like for people. You know, we got to stop thinking like, well, at least I'm not, you're not getting beat up. You know, that sometimes is maybe not as bad as somebody forever belittling you and calling you names. Like, I don't do that name-calling shit. Like, that is never okay. Um, But if you are in a New York City area, New York City does have a domestic violence hotline. The number is 1-800-621-HOPE. So 1-800-621-4673. Or you can always call 911, and hopefully they come, which is the kind of sucky part. Um, And then the national hotline... I'll get you the number in one second. Um, But I do want to say, if you know somebody who is in in a DV relationship or if you are yourself and you need help with getting away, 
you know, reach out to some of these hotlines or try to reach out to a friend, family member. You can DM or call me or not call, uh, email me. Maybe we can like try to come up with some kind of plan. Um, but the national hotline number is 1-800-799-7233, 1-800-799-7233. And in Spanish, it is um, 1-800-787-2, I'm mean, sorry, 3224, 1-800-787-2, 3224, oh my God, sorry, if I could only read today, so yeah. But we're going to get into the episode. I hope you enjoy. And thank you. So I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Um, so you can introduce yourself. So I am Anisha. I'm not a famous person. I'm yes, just you a regular, regular, schmegular girl. <laughs> <laughs> From Brooklyn? From Brooklyn, but I reside in the Bronx. Okay. So. Welcome to the Bronx. Thank you. Oh, you've been here for a while. For like 10 years. Oh, okay. So no welcome. <laughs> um, my friends from Brooklyn actually revoked my Brooklyn card a long time ago. Well, you know what? When I moved to... I lived in Brooklyn for a few years. And when I lived in Brooklyn, my Bronx friends were like, I got to get a passport to come visit you. It's and they crazy. were like, so you're not a part of the Bronx anymore. And I'm like, is the Bronx of Brooklyn really that? That beef is really it's, that It's strong? like segregated. It, it really it's shouldn't so, be. It shouldn't be. No. I had a friend who I went to high school with, and at the time, obviously, I was living in Brooklyn, uh-huh. and she was living in the Bronx, uh-huh. and she used to be like, bitch, I'm not coming to see you, because y'all don't even have trees. <laughs> what? So then I used to be looking around like, do we have trees in Brooklyn? Right. So for the record, we do. Well, when my, my boyfriend had passed away, he's from Brooklyn, and so he would be like, oh, the Bronx is just a bunch of hills, and I'm like, is it? Sometimes like, you gotta, like, is, look around and be like, but then, then you notice those things. I didn't notice those things when I lived. Yeah. Like growing up in the Bronx, I, I guess it depends on the area because where we yeah. are, like where I live now, it's flat surface, which yeah. is good, right? But where I was living before, my little fluffy ass walking up <laughs> the hills, I used to be out of breath all the time. <laughs> it well, was yeah, to go for my health, but that's I true. When like, I walk no. from the train now, I'm like, okay, how can we break this up into like three Mentally different? Prepare yourself. Yes. <laughs> because I get to the top and I'm like, <gasps> all right. Okay. Then you want to try to be cute when you're walking up, and that don't make it no better. Because you see a cute guy, and you're like, you're like, I can't breathe. Or like, if you ever have like a bad, oh God, it's all the things. But anyway. Yes. So we met at an event a few weeks ago, put on by this woman. Her name is Kathy, and her cousin, Tony, was killed by her husband in a domestic violence Correct. relationship. Yes. And you you shared your story. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I love her. Like, I didn't know. Well, first of all, when you first walked in, I was like, oh, she cute. Who was he? And then I was like telling my friend Carrie, I was like, oh, she looks like a nice person. We should get to know her. And then you were one of the, the um, panelists and yeah. we had no idea. And then you told your story and I was like, oh my gosh, like so very moved. Um, because I think a lot more women and men than yes. actually speak about it have been in unhealthy relationships right. that um and I think some of us don't even know we have been I was in a um a pretty unhealthy relationship and it wasn't physically abusive but all of the other things I think those are the worst ones I agree I agree because <clears throat> after um being in an abusive relationship with my ex-husband yeah. I like kind of dated for a little while and I had this guy who I thought was a friend of mine mm-hmm. and that relationship was the most toxic yeah like, it was crazy. I, Mental and, like, 
verbal yeah and psychological abuse i think is worse than physical abuse I like physically agree. you could cover up the bruises right you can. they go away but like when somebody fucks with your mind like that's there forever. yeah yeah like, <laughs> yeah i agree i mean like i was just telling you about the stoker i had and i'm right. like you know when i think about that on a deeper level i'm like there was so many things in that situation that were so unhealthy like that somebody could just pop up to my house without me knowing whether we were talking or not talking would leave notes on my car my car got keyed I don't have proof that it was him, but I'm assuming Ooh. that it was. Um, he would ask me for money. He would he would tell me about all the money he had, but then ask me for money. And if I was like, well, I don't know if I have it, would get mad at me. Like things like mm. that in the, you know, in the moment of it, it was like, well, maybe this is just a real passionate relationship. <laughs> and then you're out. And then I was like, all right, you popped up at my house. I haven't spoken to you in months. Right. I think I need to leave the borough, like kind of thing. That's why I ended up oh. going in Brooklyn because it, you know, and then. Because I think I had come off the heels of an unhealthy relationship and it was just kind of like, not necessarily what I knew, but maybe it was what I knew. I think that a lot of times if you find yourself in an unhealthy relationship and you, you know, gather up the strength or whatever it is to leave. Right. I think that it's best for, as an individual, to take some time for yourself to heal Mm -hmm. because... What you don't heal is only going to be used as a magnet to attract the same type of energy that you That's just have. That's a great point. And that is what I, why I found myself in the same situations. And it didn't even necessarily have to be a relationship, but yeah. I found myself in unhealthy friendships as well. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good point. You're a magnet and you attract the things that you Yeah. You got to heal those things. And a lot of times we're you like, do. oh, I'm good. No, it's okay I've been to single not for be okay. three months. It's like, okay to not be yeah, okay. Like, yeah. I've been single, honestly, for three years. Yeah. I haven't had sex in two years. Like, yeah. And I'm okay with that. Because I feel like not being in a relationship with somebody is not going to heal, like, mm-hmm. everything that you have. Like, those mm-hmm. things are internal. Mm-hmm. And I need to be, I need to have my shit together before I even bring somebody else into right. that situation. Because another because person can't do that for no. you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like almost like a band-aid it's like ooh now we're gonna work on this stuff but like all of this other stuff is not important anymore but it's still very important because it impacts who you are right and if you don't know who you are that's Mm -hmm. even worse because now you got somebody coming into the relationship this person may not be unhealthy and now they're putting all their problems on you and then they're changing who you or you are yeah because you don't even know who you are so now it's like you know what you're right i am a wife and i am gonna stay home no what if you wanted to be a hoe yeah (laughs) right right girl Ooh, child you speaking (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm just sitting in the house Mm-hmm. Why he being a hoe, probably. Exactly. Or maybe not, but maybe so, probably so. I don't know. Okay. Nine times out of ten, he is. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. When I was in my early 20s, I felt like I need to be at home and I need to, like, do this stuff for right. him. And I got to cook and I got to clean. And he was, he stayed on the streets. And I was yeah, like, I think this is where my I marriage be. was like that, too. Yeah. So how old were you when you got married? I was 22. Okay, that's young. Very young. Okay. And he was the only person I had ever been with. Okay. So it was like, oh my God, butterflies, I'm going to marry my, my high school student. Yes, like this is it. He's we the have only kids one. Together. We're going to be together forever. The most unrealistic shit that you've ever heard of. Yeah. That's the life that I was living. Did like, <laughs> he, was he like saying these things to you also or was, do you feel like it was like, like a mutual, like we're going to be together forever? No. Okay. No. I think... Oh, that's a that's a good question. 
I think if I think back to it, like, he wasn't saying things, mm-hmm. but his actions were showing me the complete opposite of what it is that mm-hmm. I wanted. Okay. But because I wanted it so bad, I ignored <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yes. all the red flags. Uh-huh. And there were red flags from the very beginning. Yeah. But I just ignored them. How old were you when you got together? Um, Like, 15, 16. Okay. We were really young. Okay. Yeah. And then it kind of just, like, grew into kids and marriage. Yes. And then now not married. No, we are okay. divorced. We have okay. been divorced since 2014. Oh, so for a while now. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. I had a divorce party. Did you? That's it. Ooh, good for you. <laughs> Let's do a part two. We should. <laughs> I'm like, now that I know you. Right. We should. We probably have more fun. I think we, okay. So <laughs> what do you feel kind of was like your I'm done? Um, well, it got physical, okay. obviously. Um, but you know, because I shared a lot right, of those right, right, situations right. at the um at the event. Mm-hmm. So for me it was um being at risk of losing my kids. Right. Like my kids mean everything to me. Mm-hmm. Um and the last um abusive situation he choked me till I was unconscious. Wow. And I think the next day, yeah, the next day ACS came knocking on the door like, um, Hello, sis. Yeah. Reality check. In case you didn't think that we could take your kids, we can. We can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, like I work in elementary school, but I used to work in preventive services, and a lot of our, a lot of my clients were in DV situations, and a lot of them were, they got a case because one in particular, her <clears throat> boyfriend, her daughter's father, choked her at the train station, and somebody called. Wow. And. I think he had left, but she was still there and kind of talked to the police. And then ACS came and was like, so this is child endangerment. And you are not like, um, what is it, in, inadequate guardianship. And you know because you so put crazy. your children in this situation. Yes. And she's like, I got choked. Like, I was just standing there. We and just I had a fight. Right. right. Yes. And it's crazy because in my situation, I thought the same thing. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm a good mom. I yeah. feed. I clothe my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't physically abuse my kids. I don't verbally abuse my kids. Right. How is it that they are now considering me a bad mother you, because yeah. of somebody else's actions? Yeah. And it took a while. I had to read, like, a lot of articles that mm-hmm. it's true. They do take children they away do. from their mothers because of that. Because psychologically, you're, subject- you're subjecting your child to... Like abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a thing of like you don't you don't think of that initially. Right. You're like he did this, or if the you know tables are turned, she whoever did this to me, and now I'm being blamed for their actions. Like I'm a victim. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then you have this person, and it, I feel like from what I remember of your story is like they they were more like we're on your side. Yes. But not everybody's ACS workers, like the it's org or correct. or uh, caseworker or whatever you know, whatever city or state you live in. Right. And some people are like, "You need to just leave," and that's that's the problem. Yeah, that's because <laughs> that's easier said than done. Right. A lot of times, um, women will be in abusive relationships, mm-hmm. and then it's like. If I leave, where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. Right? What if the woman doesn't have a job? Yeah. And their abuser is the person who pretty much finances their entire lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Who's going to pay for my food? Who's going to do... And it's it's so easy for a person who's outside of the situation to say, oh, you could go get on um, public assistance. Yeah. yeah. Because look who the fuck we got in office right now. He's trying to cut all that. All of it. <laughs> okay? So let's just, like, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, yeah. I do do that. Right? 
that's just temporary. That's a band-aid. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to live the rest of my life on public Right, assistance. and then where are you living? Exactly. If you live with this person, where are you going? And, like, these are the things that I'm sure that people are thinking about in these moments of, like, you might have been in a situation that's so controlling that you have lost a lot of your contacts and your relationships. So now you're isolated. Mm-hmm. And now some of these people are like, or or you might have done the like, I leave, I come back, I leave, I come back. And some people are like, well, you can't come stay with me because you're only going to go back. You're so a liability you well or you're going to go back. Yeah. Right. And like that doesn't really help either. It's a, it's a lot. And you said um, women usually go back, leave. China. So, yeah. With um, women who are in abusive relationships, it takes seven to ten times for them to leave their abuser. That's a lot. Officially. Yeah. And like I was telling you before, I left, right? Mm-hmm. For starters, I didn't realize that I was in an abusive relationship until I woke up after he chokes me said I was unconscious. To me, I used to feel like, oh, so we're just fighting. So that final time, you mean? Yeah. Okay. I used to feel like, oh, we're just fighting. I knew it wasn't right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But then when I went to try to seek help, because I was like, this is it. Like, I have to go. Like, yeah. I'm not going to let them take my kids from me. That's when a lady was like, um, we ran your name and your address, and you have 12 police reports for that address for DV situations. Wow. And that's when it hit me like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, it's not happening every day, but it's still happening. It's still happening. Right. Yeah. So that's how I'm like, yeah. Because you know. it, I feel like it doesn't happen every day because it no. has to be like a honeymoon and like a, yeah. like a, you know, I was, just, I didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be some kind of period where things are good because if it was right. always all bad, then most people, I think, would probably find it a little easier. But it's a pattern. Like, yeah, it's a pattern. In any, and it's a cycle. In any situation, like, even, like, I wouldn't. I don't know if I could say my ex was a narcissist, mm-hmm. but to some extent, it was the same pattern. It was mm-hmm. idolized, devalued, mm-hmm. discard, and it was all over again, mm-hmm. all over again, all over again. Then I'm like, yo, I got to get off this roller coaster. Yeah. This shit is not working for me. Yeah. 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 And then you had kids, so they... That didn't make it any, any easier. Right. Because then I'm like... Oh, I didn't have my father, so I want my kids to have yeah. their dad. So you put up with a little bit more, and yeah. then a little bit more, and yeah. then a little bit more, and then a little bit more. And then one day you're going to swallow your teeth for, for lunch because he's going to knock them out. So it's just like, yeah. do I continue to keep going through this, or do I look at the statistics? Like, a lot of these women die. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this this is why we were at that event. Right, right, right. And we were fortunate to meet each other because this young lady wasn't, she she didn't make it out soon right. enough. Right. You know? Right. And a lot of people don't. Right. And that, like, even, like, thinking about that and really, like, sitting and processing that, it's, like, scary because it it's, is. like, that could have been any of us. Any of us. I remember when my ex and I, like, officially broke up. And not that I didn't, like, see him afterwards or talk to him afterwards, but when I was, like... I can't be in a relationship with you. Right. Um, and we were like fighting over his phone. He like left and talked to his family. And his, the, I think the one of the first things he told me they asked was like, well, did you hit her? Because he mm-hmm. told them like, I had his phone. They're like, well, did you hit her? And I'm like, I wonder if they were asking because they thought like I might call the cops. Or did they ask because they felt like you deserved it? Or that. <laughs> or that. <laughs> Some people are sick. They think. Or that. Because sometimes, you know, I think you think like a mom or a sister or another woman has your back, but I, that's not always the case. Right. Some of them are like, you're stupid, you're dumb, I'd have hit you too. Like, women are the worst. And you're like, oh my the God. The worst. <laughs> yeah. The worst. Yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible. Like, I, like I, I don't really understand how putting another woman down mm-hmm. makes you feel better about yourself. Right, right. I, I don't get It that. doesn't. 
It hasn't. It shouldn't. No, I've like honestly, I tell my daughters all the time, like you have like compliment other girls. Yeah, it's okay. You could be secure in yourself and still like giving somebody else another a compliment is not going to take away from the fact that you're just as awesome as you are. It like, doesn't. Other yeah. people could be awesome too. Yeah. You don't have to say, oh, she's. I don't like her sneakers. Or she wears rejects. Who the fuck cares? What yeah. if my mother can't afford that? Yeah. Be nice. Don't be a mean girl. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I like walking down the street and be like, oh, I like your shirt. Oh, I like your And like... Some women don't know how to take compliments, Some women though. don't. I mean, I struggle with it sometimes, too. But like, there are women who like... I told this woman like, oh, I like your skirt. And she was like, oh, thanks. You ain't got to say it like that. But it didn't take anything from me to, <laughs> to tell say you that. that. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if she didn't take it because, oh, I don't know, but that's her that's her own thing. But. Right. But you felt good saying. Yeah. Because I like her skirt. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but we do, we do like tend to tear each other down, especially in these situations. And yes. I think it becomes a difficult, and like you have to like know who you can talk to because sometimes you talk to someone and they do continue to like put you down and make you feel worse about Right. It. Behind closed doors. Like yeah. I've lost a lot of friendships in my situation because I don't think that they understood yeah. the amount of, um, like I felt like I was going to lose so much mm. if I left. Yeah. Right? I needed to be ready. Not just mentally, but I needed to like financially be ready. Like rent in New York is oh not cheap. Oh my god. Okay. I mean you need a million dollars to move in. People someplace. stay <laughs> in shitty relationships for so long. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's so expensive. It is. That is a real thing. <laughs> The same guy, his sister was like, why don't you just leave him? And I'm like, I don't have a job right now. And so, like, who's going to give me an apartment without a job? So you felt like you needed to just... I'd stay. And then when I, like... I mean, shit escalated. And then I did have a job. And I was like, all right, now I have to try to find an apartment. And I've been working for a month. And some people were like, well, how do I know you're not going to get fired? And I'm like, you don't. But I won't... I'm going to go out on a limb with this. Yeah. And, like, you know, somebody did give me a chance. But it wasn't easy. And, like, and there were times that I was like, oh, we could just sleep in two different rooms. And I'm like, that's not going to really happen. No, it's not healthy. No! So, like, when I actually left my uh-huh. ex, like, I put... I was so mentally drained. Yeah. By me sleeping in one room, him sleeping in another room, uh-huh. my kids being uncomfortable. Um, I remember, like, if I walked out of the room and I was out of the room for longer than they you know, wanted me to be, uh-huh. and they didn't hear me. Oh, like, like if they I didn't hear have their eyes Because you know kids, when they when they run, you can hear them. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, damn, I can't even go in the kitchen and cook a meal. If he's in the house, they automatically assume that... Because they're on this guard. Is, right. I was, yeah. That's when I was like, you know... Mm-mm. Yeah. So I wanted to put myself in storage, and I... Um, Rented a room from a friend mm-hmm. that I had met at work. Okay. And I stayed with him for like six months. Just to try to like. Yeah, because I'm like, I like my peace of mind. Girl. Is, like when people tell you secure the bag. Yeah. Peace of mind is the bag. It is the to bag. Secure. It is. <laughs> peace of mind is the bag. Secure it. Because without that, you're like. Life is like so. Oh it's gosh. nothing without that. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. So you got to know like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. I want peace of mind. Yeah, it's good to have somebody sleep in the bed next to you, but is it worth it? Is it? No. It's not always worth it. At all. Not like if you are forever questioning what they're doing, you're unsafe, you're like and being told you ain't shit. Agent. Oh my God. 
well, this is why I'm not within that relationship because I you like be like and the phone bells like because my thing is you could clear your kid your your cologs right. right if you're I'm smart. not going for the cologs and his cologs were always empty yeah so I, now I your colog is never always empty that I, was stupid exactly. on his point <laughs> now I'm going to the bill okay now I want to know who you're talking, who you're talking to. to and I'm like no I'm putting too much time into trying to see what he's doing that mm-hmm. I'm letting so much time of my own life slip me by mm-hmm. I'm like no this is not working for me yeah like who's taking care of you I lost myself <laughs> that's real it's crazy but like who was your support like who was there his mother you? okay my mother uh-huh. but they would only they could only support me um with the things that they knew mm, that's a good point because i didn't tell everybody everything right like i had some you, friends because you would, can't tell everyone everything. right and, and like it's embarrassing it's embarrassing and you like you you still as much as they are hurting you you still kind of feel like you got to defend them right because everyone is against everyone will be against them exactly. and if everyone is against them it just makes it harder for you right because then it like further perpetuates like they don't have anybody that and then also like for me, at that point in my life, I was really big on what other people thought. Mm-hmm. Right. So like we're gonna have our relationship statuses linked on Facebook. Yes. We're going to take family pictures. <laughs> we're going like we're gonna do all of these things yeah. because I cared yeah. a little too much about what other people thought. So I'm never gonna say like, oh my relationship is not working. He's abusive and he's cheating. And yeah. He had another kid on me. I wasn't never gonna say those things no. because I had something to prove to everyone else that this relationship was gonna, it's gonna work. work. Ooh. <laughs> yep. Because you gotta let people know like right. what all the things you thought about him were wrong. And now I'm gonna, we're gonna show you that mm-hmm. he's not the person. Because even if it was really, really, really bad, we could change it around and we can make yes. it work. Yeah, yeah. Try to like justify it and like correct it. Yes. So like he had a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, midway into our relationship, I remember my youngest daughter, who is ten now. Okay. Um, two days after I had her. Still in, in the hospital. Yeah. Because I had a C-section. I found out that he had another kid on the way. Right? So for okay. me, it was like, I'm not about to be another baby mother. So you're going to marry me. Because the world is going to know the difference between me and her. Yeah, yeah. Very foolish. <laughs> but in the moment, it made sense. In the moment, yeah. it made sense. So we, we, we did get married. Uh-huh. Right? And then um, to him, it was like, you forced me to marry you. Mm. So then he resented that. He resented uh-huh. me for standing up saying that this is a requirement. Yeah. If you're going to be with me. Yeah. And then for me, because I care so much about what other people said, not because, not that I didn't love and accept his son, because I still have a, an amazing relationship with him. He's like, uh-huh. if I don't want any more kids, but he is my kid. <laughs> <laughs> I accepted that because I wanted other people to see like, Despite all of the things that are fucked up in this relationship, mm-hmm. hey, look over here. We still happy, right? <laughs> he cheats on me and he hits me occasionally. Uh huh. But look at these pictures. We smiling and shit, right? Yeah. Suffering for likes. <laughs> Somebody I follow had talked about like her husband putting his hands on her. And recently she just posted some pictures and I'm like, your eyes look really sad, but mm. you're, you're, you're suffering for likes that that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Like you're, I don't know that you are really happy and that you really want to do these things, but I think you think that we want to see that or so you like, post it. So or you, you post say it and you 
you suffer in silence. Yeah. Or you say like we're happy now. And it's like I don't think you are. Yeah. But some I I think you know like social media is a gift and a curse and like it has like connected a lot of people to, that wouldn't have met in real life just like walking down the street. But it does make us do something sometimes for people to be like, wow, this is great. Yeah. Especially if you're not getting that, like, if you don't feel it in yourself and then you don't get it in your everyday life. It's very important. Those kind of things make me nervous, yeah. It's very important for you to love yourself and know your worth. Mm -hmm. Because then you don't find yourself doing those things. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Like, I was talking to my daughters the other day because... Like, now they're at this pre-teen stage yes. where they want to have TikTok and they want to have, like, Instagram. All those things all make me so stuff. nervous for it children. It makes me so nervous, right? <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? Because this is the day and age that we live in. It I'm is. okay with it. it as is. long as I know, like, because I watch everything that they do, I stalk their search engines. I <laughs> Occasionally, I'm like, uh, yeah, you need a cleanse, so you need to... Um, Delete TikTok and Instagram off your phone for a little while. Yeah. I like that. You (laughs) need a break. You need a break. You look Mm -hmm. like you need a break. And the reason I tell Mm -hmm. them is because I'm like, because now they're on this whole big, uh, all these YouTubers that they're following. Yes. Oh my God, mommy, look. And I'm like, listen, I want you to understand that just because these people have 10 million followers and they look like they're happy, it doesn't, they might like, they might like the followers and their following and what they do, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they like their life. Sure doesn't. It's so many famous people out there that have the fame, they have Mm -hmm. the fortune and they're unhappy. They hate their lives. We see it all the time. Don't be one of those people. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good message. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I like that. You're like, you need a cleanse. You need a, you need you need a, a detox. Break. I'm looking at you and I'm like, mm, homework need to be done. Yeah, go delete that off your phone right now. For a mom. She's like, a mom? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a mom. <laughs> but it like, I feel like that like sets the tone of like, you can have life without these things. Yeah. And like, you can. You we can didn't have these okay. things when we were going up. No. I think when I was like, maybe like my after I finished high school, maybe like 2006, my first social media platform uh-huh. was Skonex. Oh, I've heard of Skonex. <laughs> Somebody you never heard of it? Somebody was telling me about Skonex. I was like, what is that? I had Skonex and then I had MySpace. Uh-huh. And then back then, you couldn't get Facebook unless you were um, enrolled oh, in college. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes, yes. So then I wanted to get in Facebook later, but mm-hmm. those were the first two platforms that I had. And you gotcha. had your little top five or your top ten yes, on MySpace. I had MySpace. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then my little bad boyfriend at the time, he I, he had made another MySpace because I complained about never being his top eight. So he made like a... I think a my like, ex did that shit too. Yeah, he made like a here you go shut up page and like... The, to I'm, show you off a little bit. I'm gonna put you as my background. Right. So I'm like, know you my fucking woman. bad bitches on this page. Because <laughs> <laughs> a man definitely... De- Double uh, life type shit. Yeah, he definitely re- reached out and was like, your boyfriend is talking to my wife. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> But you lying. Like, kind of like, it was like, I know you, you're you probably telling the truth, but I can't let you know that you Because the world just want to be us. So you hate yes. it. You just mad. Your wife is your wife is the problem. Yes. And it's like, no. I situations like that yeah. too. People would hit me up all the time and I used to be like, this bitch is lying. She just wants you, babe. Yeah. 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 Then I'll look back and I'm like, girl. <laughs> so like, what is, what is life like on the other side? 
Oh. I sound very dramatic. <laughs> like, be on this side. Like, I'm free. All right. But you so, are. I am. Um, I think that it's very difficult when you, like, when I first left left that relationship, mm-hmm. co-parenting with someone that I'm not in a relationship with, because mm-hmm. we're both still young, yeah. right? And I'm not perfect. I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I am perfect. Mm-hmm. He's not perfect, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think that co-parenting for my kids in the very beginning was the toughest, because obviously I want to have a healthy relationship with their dad, right. but in some in some aspects of it, I couldn't because I had to pretty much distance myself from him completely. Gotcha. In order for, for your it own, to be healthy for yeah. me. Yeah. Because like I knew that it, like I said in the beginning, it takes seven to ten times for you to leave. I don't want to have conversations with you and then somehow, some way, you trying to mind fuck me into thinking that the best place for me is back where with I just you. left. Yeah. No. Yeah. So for a while, I didn't speak to him um, when I left the relationship. And then eventually I started to like add in like, okay, the girls can go see you. The girls can, you know, come to your house for the weekend. Mm-hmm. He had, he had already moved on and had a relationship already. Okay. Um, so it was a little difficult. Um, but I think now where we are is a little better. Okay. Okay. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But as far as like, um, st- like starting over, I was lost. Yeah, because it's like you're kind of used to a thing. And right, and I had already isolated myself from so many different people. Right. Like, I had friends who... I had one friend who lived, um, like, I would say maybe a couple of years into the relationship and me and him living in that apartment. Mm-hmm. My friend moved downstairs on the first floor. Okay. And it was so devastating to me to have a conversation with her and for her to say, like, I see and mm. hear... You think I don't hear, but I hear yeah. the shit that goes on in your apartment. Because it's not a secret anymore if somebody is witnessing Right, it. but if she's downstairs on the first floor and we're on the fourth floor and you could hear me oh, screaming and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit is not healthy. And that kind of played a part in a lot of my friendships. A lot of my friends were like, listen, like you deserve better. Mm-hmm. And um, until you want better for yourself, I'm out. Yeah. Don't call me. Do you call me when you want to leave? Right. Do you? But (laughs) I was gonna say, do you think that they felt like if I leave, you'll want a relationship with me, and you want our friendship so bad that you'll just leave him? Do you think they like felt like it was like an ultimatum or? Mm, No. Okay. I think it was a matter of them not understanding what it's like to be in an abusive relationship. Gotcha. Or to be in a relationship and feel like because I feel like with with him it was a it was physically abusive, but then also like mentally, Mm -hmm. I'm the one who's getting up every day going to work to pay the bills. How the fuck are you telling me that I'm not gonna be able to survive without you? Right. And then I'm my dumb ass is believing it. Yo, but that that that, but that's not like just unique (laughs) to you. I'm like I can I can think of like five people that I know that I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, they they feel stuck, but they are the ones that are like holding shit down. Right. So when I left, but you don't think about in the moment. You're like, oh, what I gotta do? What am I gonna do? I mean, I didn't have a job, and like, I was like holding it down. Right. I was like living off savings. I was like, he was like, I don't have all of the right money this month. Well, I don't want to get evicted, so I'm gonna take (laughs) money out. I'm gonna we're gonna survive. Yeah, I was pretty much like paying all the bills. Yeah, and then while I'm going to work. Working my little ways of five people, yeah. like a bitch is in the house. Like, it's crazy. And yeah. a part of me was like, where, where am I gonna go? What am I gonna do? Uh, what you gonna do, sis? Is the money that you're using to pay these bills, you gonna pay your own? Right. <laughs> but I didn't. It didn't hit me. No, like that. it doesn't make it, that. No, it, yeah. it doesn't make sense back, it back then. But it now doesn't. I'm like, what the fuck? You like, I could have been gone. <laughs> but right. like, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. So like now, you know. 
on the other side, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and like having daughters, what is like your messaging to them? I'm really, about really, anything, like it, about relationships, about themselves. Well, I'm really, really, really big on self accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, like, my kids will do something, and then my other daughter will be like, well, Aaliyah did it. And I'm like, but you saw her do it, yeah. right? You kept that secret. So, you're just as guilty as she is. Yeah. So, now you got to take ownership for your part in the situation. That's real. I started teaching my kids, my daughters, um, maybe about three years ago, like, the definition of, like, self-accountability and self-love and, like, all of that stuff. Because I posted on Instagram yesterday that without you taking ownership of your own behavior, your own actions, Mm -hmm. like... That's not really self-love. Self-love right. is holding yourself accountable for the things it that is. you did. Yeah. And I I probably wasn't the best wife. Like, I think I emasculated my ex-husband. That doesn't give him mm. the reason to, to physically right. abuse right. me. But now sitting back in the situation, I could say, you know what? I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Because like, like, I, I did do that thing. I wasn't something. perfect. Yeah. Right. So I think like self accountability is like the biggest thing that I teach my kids mm-hmm. and I, I want them to love themselves. Like you got puffy hair just because Michelle over there got straight hair don't mean that she's any better than you. That's right. You know what I mean? You That's want right. your hair straightened, we could go and get a flat iron, but don't get consumed with like what society thinks that a woman should look like. That's like right. you're fine the way you are. Yep. Yep. So those are like the main things I try to teach my kids yeah. because I didn't. I was always the chubby fat girl. Same. <laughs> I was always like the fat friend. I was always the fat friend. Yeah. And then my, my my cousin said to me once before, you were the cute, the cute chubby girl. So I was, so it makes it better because I was the cute fat girl. Oh, and people are like, you have <laughs> such a pretty face. And it's like, thank you. Let me just walk around and be ahead. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, like my, um, I want them to understand like, love your body, love, like, mm-hmm. everybody is different. Mm-hmm. And just because you are a little bit fluffy, then it doesn't mean that you're any different. Exactly. But the thing is, you, you're you the only person that can change these things. Mm-hmm. So if you're not happy with your weight, you have to change it. Mm-hmm. So it's just pretty much, like, enforcing those things. I want them to know, like, you're in control of your own life. Don't yeah. ever give somebody the, like, full axis of the wheel to drive you around wherever the fuck they want to take Hell you. No. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> you be somewhere You'll else. end up somewhere real fast. <laughs> you'll be like, how did I get over here? Right, playing victim. Yeah, yeah. It's so easy to play victim. It is, it is, it is. It's so easy. Like, I used to be like, I was a good wife. I didn't deserve this. Yeah. Um, But you put up with it. Mm. So you set the platform. Yeah. From the very beginning on how it was, like, I was reading this book. I can't remember the name of the book, but... I was reading this book that said that um, you set the tone for how other people treat you, right? 100%. So, like, like you how you people. allow other people to treat you mm-hmm. is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. <laughs> Say it again. So, I love myself. I really did. Yeah. I'm like, it's all right. Because he blocked my eye last night, but we're going to make love tonight. Yeah. Like, that's not normal. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. Not normal. But I want them to understand those things. Yeah. Because I think that, like... Those things are very important. And financial literacy, because... <laughs> Teach me, too. I'm coming to that class. <laughs> it's crazy. Financial literacy. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think anyone told me the importance of having credit. Right? Yeah. 
So when I left my ex-husband and I finally did get my own apartment, mm-hmm. I eventually had to file for bankruptcy for like some financial reasons and things that occurred in our relationship. Uh-huh. So for me, I felt like had I would have known the importance of financial literacy, mm-hmm. I would have one, had my own savings and two, I probably wouldn't have filed for bankruptcy because of things that I had going on. I could have disputed them or I could have resolved them the right way. Got you. Okay. So I want them to understand from very young, like for my daughter's 18th birthday, I dreamed to give her a 720 credit score. Yes. Ooh, yes. Because now you could go and get your own cards and you're yeah. going to learn to like, I'm going to teach them responsibility. I love that. I love that. (laughs) What advice or, like, message would you give to people who maybe not sure, like, who might be like, I'm definitely in an unhealthy relationship, or some people who might be like, it's not that bad. We just fight a lot. Mm. First of all, you got to identify that it's it's unhealthy. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest, the biggest step that's the first step actually is identifying you know what this is unhealthy for me it's unhealthy for my kids and to some extent it's unhealthy for that other person too like Mm -hmm. a lot of times people like they'll be like oh well he hit you so why do you care about like yeah no because obviously there's some parts of him that's fucked up that makes him think that what he's doing is okay so he needs help just like i do yeah yeah that is true (laughs) That's true. Yeah, but you have to be able to identify and be like, you know what? I'm in an unhealthy relationship. What Mm -hmm. am I going to do about it? I think you also have to be, sorry, to your point, I think you also have to be like, I'm probably not the person that's going to make him stop hitting, though. Like, it's not my job to fix him or her. Or to be a punching bag, either. Or that, too. Yeah, like, just because whatever happened to this person in their childhood or their teenager life or whatever, whatever traumas they have gone through, that's not my job to make it better. And like, that's the problem with women. Yeah. As women, we're, we're automatically, like, we're born nurturers, right? Uh, yeah. So it's like, I'm going to take care of him. You hate your mother. It's okay. You're going to love me. And that's I'm a red flag. A, I'm a, yeah. I'm when a you be, meet a I'm man. I'm a mother you never had. <laughs> no. Right. When you meet Sis, a man. go away. In the very beginning, and he tells you he hates his mother, <laughs> fucking run. <laughs> run. Because that right there is a clear sign that he probably, mm. he doesn't have an example of what a healthy relationship with a woman mm-hmm. should be. Right? And then if he hates women, says he's going to hate you. Yeah, probably. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. More than likely. That's yeah. going to be. Not like, yeah. Crazy. But okay, sorry. Let me cut you off. But I just want to say that. Like, it's not your job to like. No. But I think a lot of us person. feel like that. Yeah. You I can change it. Them. Yeah. I can show everybody. Like, look what I did. Right. No, it's not worth it. Yep. So you'll see some, like, you'll hear in the very beginning of the dating stages, you'll hear somebody say, well, I don't want kids, or I don't want this, or I don't Mm -hmm. want that. (laughs) Okay, take a mental note of it. Don't say that I'm going to give you some bomb box. Yeah. I'm going to cook for you every day. I'm going to make you put a ring on it, and I'm going to change your mind, because then we're going to have a kid. No, because then that may going to resent you. (laughs) But there's so many of us that are like, I mean, like, myself included, that are like, if I just do this. It'll change his mind. Yeah. My ex would always be like, I don't want a baby, I don't want a baby, I don't want a baby. And I'm like, I want a baby, I want a... I'm going to go to a fertility clinic. Like, girl, sit your ass down. Why are you paying this copay? Why are you paying this copay? And then you're going to be like, hey, they want to meet you too. Why are you taking him to the appointment? He doesn't want to He doesn't, doesn't want to have a baby, baby with you. But yeah. we went to all these appointments and we never had a baby. And, you know, like thinking back, I'm like, well, maybe that was for the best. But now he got a kid with somebody else. Mm. And I'm like, oh, but you got a baby with her. But you know what? Uh, that's 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 on her. That's I don't, how you have to be. Yeah, I was like, I met her. 
because of some other shit. And I was like, <laughs> good luck. That's exactly what I told her. Good luck. I was like, she was pregnant at the time. And I was like, good luck with everything. Get out, sis. <laughs> Get out. I was, and it's, I, like, sometimes I wish we, and you know, we're, we're speaking as out. women because we're yeah. women. But like, I wish we could like really help each other out and like. Come walk me downstairs. Let me tell you some shit. Like, if he start doing this, don't Run. even... Like, yeah. you... You you should just... Just just already know that you're going to take care of this baby by yourself. Mm-hmm. He ain't ready for that. Because he's still a child. I, but me, personally, I can't picture myself... Um, it's it's, it's kind of contradicting. Yeah. But I can't picture myself having a conversation with a woman who is in relationship with my ex-husband. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because... A lot of the women that he dealt with knew that mm-hmm. he had a wife, right? Gotcha. Oh yeah. And well, it's that's like thing too. <laughs> I'm not making these things up. Yeah. Like there's no way in hell I can make up a whole ACS case. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You can't make these things up. I can't go to court and lie and and the judge is like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go. There right. are believe you me, there are some women who Absolutely who do stuff like that because they're vindictive. I wasn't one of those women. Yeah, like, this shit is real. It's really real. And if you wanna put yourself in that situation knowing the circumstances that I just came out of, yeah, then by all means, I'm gonna pray for you, but I'm gonna pray for me pray for you over here. Yeah, yeah. Because you putting yourself in a situation that you know I just came out of. Mm-hmm. So I can't really support that like if you ever want to leave or you ever really want to find out what's going on what what really happened in a relationship of course i would be open to having a conversation with you i would love him to contact (laughs) because he's gonna tell you what you want to hear yeah and and like how many times i'm you know like your ex my ex or like just random people we talk to you meet that that you talk and they're like well you're like what are your last relationship like, oh she was crazy that's she a was red flag for me th- me too because i'm like <laughs> what made her crazy she came into the relationship crazy or you made her crazy because you was out doing fuck shit like exactly like, i'm always like or, or like what do you mean when you say she's because if she was crazy then a part of you like that craziness because you stayed with her for uh-huh, a long time uh-huh. my thing is people show you who they are but the, you got to believe them the first time. Exactly. If you continue exactly. to like exactly. stay in a relationship and you say, oh, this person crazy. Well, what did, what could you have done? Yeah. Right? Self-accountability. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What could you have done to make her crazy? Exactly. Did yeah. she approach you about some shit that you did? Right. Because you don't want to be held accountable for it. Exactly. Because a lot of people struggle with that. It's like, oh, I mean, kids, adults, teenagers, whatever. It's like, oh, I did a thing and now you're in trouble or like now I'm calling you out about it and now you're like, oh, what? Well, well, no, I don't you're under- the fucked up one. And you're like, you did it. Right. You did something. I'm yeah. just, I'm just asking you. Asking a question. Asking for a friend. And now you're like, <laughs> now you're mad at me. Right. And now, and now we're like having an argument and it's like, but, but you, it's about truth. People don't want it. you to see them for who they really no. are. Especially if they have this facade that's like, I'm a great guy. I go to work. Yeah. I don't cheat because you know this whole black men don't cheat fucking bullshit. Like, like I would men, like to believe men, that y'all men, don't, they but all <laughs> not all of them. But then my but ex would tell me that all men, like he was like, "Well, you should just stay with me because you're gonna get cheated on anyway." Because all men cheat. Ooh! And now I don't necessarily think all men cheat, or or, or like maybe not. I mean, like people probably have cheated in their life, but like, do I think that every man I get with is gonna no. cheat? I mean, no, I don't want to believe that. But he'd be like, "Come on, just like." Somebody gonna cheat on you anyway, and I'm like, oh, it's the lesser of. Well, at well, least I know this. Let me just right. stay. Yeah, no, my ex, my ex husband said to me, um, "You might as well stay with me because the next thing only gonna do you worse." Oh my god! And they say me like, oh, like, oh, you washed up with two kids, and I'm like, I ain't washed up with two kids. 
Yeah. Like, I gained all this weight after these two kids. Like, maybe nobody wants me. Lies. You know? Lies and fairy Crazy. tales that they want you to believe. Yes. And I believe them. I mean, was rocking my ass asleep, rubbing my back, putting a bobo in my mouth, telling me nobody yeah. wants you, uh-huh. sis. You're fat and washed up. Right, and you're like, <laughs> stay oh, with yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Girl. All it takes is for somebody to tell you something negative about yourself one time, mm-hmm. and then it stays in the back of your head. And like back to what you were saying about sometimes that mental and emotional abuse is sometimes worse than the physical stuff. Because I believe that, like, I I don't I don't necessarily say I still believe it today, but like for a while I was like, even like when I got in a new relationship, I was like, why you really like me? Would you? What you out here really doing? And it was just like... Because subconsciously, you're mm-hmm. like, nobody wants me. Nobody wants me. Yeah. And like, you in some ways seem better than him. So why do you want me if I couldn't get him to want me? Right. And it just like fucks with your mind. But he wants you not to want... He wants you to not want yourself. He right. wants you to be like, I'm so fucking fat. Right. So ugly. So ugly. Nobody wants me. And then you're fucking single and miserable all while he's over there yeah. fucking engaged with three kids. No. Like. <laughs> Ain't that the fucking truth, man? Oh, my gosh. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, so like, do you think, like, what is, like, what is, what do you want for your life? And I feel like that's, like, a very broad and vague and, like. Random. Oh, God. Um, if you had a, if you had a magic wand and you could say, like. I've had these experiences and they have shaped the person that I am. They've mm-hmm. shaped the mother that I am. What's What would be next? To share okay. my story uh-huh. and my experiences. And start your podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to share my story and my experiences uh-huh. and to also add a little bit of humor onto it. Like yeah. A lot of times we go through these situations <laughs> and we think it's the end of the world, yes, right? Yes. But when you hear from somebody else who's gone through it uh-huh. and they're adding some humor onto it, you're like, you know what? My situation is not that bad. Maybe right. I can make some changes. Right. I wish I had that for myself. Yeah. So I would love to be that for other people who are going through what they're going through. I think you should absolutely be that for oh, other thank people. thank you. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> That was like, here is an opportunity to do that. <laughs> yes. Because, like I said, because I think there are just so many people who are in these like relationships and you're like, what is going he on? didn't hit me or he hit me once or twice, but it's not abusive, but it is. And like, and I think they like, I think it just needs to be like, I feel like with all things, it's like, there's like the stigma attached to it and yeah. we get so caught up in like, well, my eye isn't blacked. And I have money in the bank and I get to go to work every day. So or he's not, not punching me or, every single day. Or that, right. And it's or he doesn't call me like an ugly bitch, so like it's not. You know, all of these we these justifications we make for these these toxic behaviors. Right. And then we get in these situations where it's like years and years go by and you've lost a lot of yourself and you Which happened to me. Yeah, and you feel almost like this person is the only person that you really have. Because of what, like, either people have left or you've, like, pushed them away or, like, you're still trying to, like, save them from themselves. Right. And I think that people do need to, like, hear kind of, like, a normalization of, like, this is kind of, this is what happened to me. Right. And, like... It could be happening to you. Right. But let's talk about it. Right. <laughs> and, like, leaving isn't easy. No. Like, the reality is, like, it's not. And, like, some people stay because it's hard, it's hard to leave. Yeah. And you're like, you know, people are, you're in a lot of danger sometimes in, in certain situations when you're about to leave because yeah. if that's when know, you're the, that's when you're the most unsafe. Yeah. yeah. 
And you hear these stories of these women, you know, like Tony and like the event that we were at, um, where they don't make it out. Right. And I'm like, if we can like save a person. Yeah, just one person. Yeah. If I could save one person. Then you've done it. I've done my job. I yep. feel like, like for a while I wanted to speak about myself, but mm-hmm. I was kind of nervous, right? Yeah. And then when Tony passed, because mm-hmm. I didn't know her. Okay. But when I saw the newspapers and I saw the story and I'm just like, you know what? This could have been me. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he choked her. Yeah. And I remember when my ex-husband choked me, like, what if God would have said, you know what? This is it for you. Yeah. Yeah. My kids would have been in the same situation that her daughter is in. Yeah. And then they also would have been without their dad because he would have been in jail. He would have been in jail. You know what I mean? So I think that a lot of times we need to shed more light on these situations. Mm -hmm. Instead of beating a woman down who's in that situation. Like, oh, you're stupid. You want this. Like, you need to leave. You must like getting hit. It's more to it. It's more to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's more to it. Like, I didn't have anywhere to go. And then I was, what, 20... When I left him, I was, like, 26. Still, like, a so still 26 young with woman. two kids. Yeah. I don't want to go back home and live in my parents' house. Yeah. Like, because I'm a grown-ass woman with two kids. Mm-hmm. What I look like going back to stay with my parents. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know and what? You I gotta figure thinking, this like, out. What are my kids thinking? Right. Like, I want them to have this kind of lifestyle, and now we're going backwards. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, starting over, it's difficult, but yeah. it's worth it. Because the person I am today, like, I was like a doormat. I would let any and everybody say whatever they wanted to say to me back yeah. then. Now I'd be like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. That I mean, it's a good and a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I self-sabotage sometimes. Like, I would have the yeah. guy out and be like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Shut up. What you saying that for? <laughs> like, right. what? You know what I mean? They're looking at you like, because you are. You're right, like, and I'm like... I just feel like you lying. Right. So now I gotta go home and be like, dear diary, today I was a bitch <laughs> unnecessarily. Because you're taking accountability. <laughs> right. But I mean, like, it took me a long time to get where I am now where yeah. I could say, like, I could joke about it. Cause yeah. Before I didn't want to talk about it at all. Yeah. And I was like, I don't wanna tell my story because he had, I don't know if he did it, um, if he intentionally did it mm-hmm. but he kind of like ruined my reputation a little bit mm-hmm. cause like you know oh my ex is crazy all she wants is my apartment mm-hmm. that bitch is bugged out mm-hmm. so other people thought like I was just this crazy person uh, and I didn't ever feel the need to like explain yeah Cause it for for me to constantly revisit it, it was very painful for me. Yeah, right. Like yeah. I almost lost my kids. So and I almost lost my own life. Yes, at the hands of somebody who I thought was like my everything. You know exactly. what I mean. So if I feel like you're capable of that, then then anything is really possible. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it took a long time for me to feel like you know what? It's okay for you to share your story. Mm-hmm. It's okay for you to because it's your truth. It yeah. is your truth. There are two sides to every story, yes. but. He told his a long time ago. All the more reason why people think you're fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's okay for you now. To, after you've healed, it's okay it. to talk about it. Yeah. Because yeah. we all have a story. And I think all of our stories are important for people to hear. Correct. This is why I have this podcast. I mean, like, and that's why I think you should start yours. Thank you. Because people need to hear these stories. Yeah, for sure. Women, mothers, children. Yes. All, like... Men who like don't realize what they're doing is unhealthy to women. I mean, no. I think we like. I think there needs to be more conversations with them about like why this is not okay. Why you 
maybe something you've gone through has makes you feel like you need to like punch a woman in the face. Yeah, but, but it's maybe also not. okay to get help. It is okay. Like for, people for think, everybody. People think that like I had to explain to my coworker the other day we yeah. went to lunch and she was like, Oh, um, you know, I don't think it's okay like to go and see people. Mm-hmm. Like to, to talk to people. And I'm what? like I'm like, girl, let me tell you something. There's a difference between a psychiatrist and yeah. a psychologist. Yeah. A psychologist is somebody who you talk to, they don't prescribe you any medication. Yeah. They may um tell you, you know, a couple things, their opinion, but their their sole purpose is to listen to you. Yeah. A psychiatrist is gonna drug you up. Yeah, that's a different I'm not telling you to go drug yourself no, up. I'm no. telling you to just go talk to somebody. Yes. Because sometimes when you you like you come home and you talk to your, your closest friends. Uh-huh. They may not understand what you're going through. They may not. Yeah. I went to therapy. Yeah. And I want to go back. Yes. <laughs> I got some more stuff to talk about. You t- I, mean, I mean, even like, and I said this before, like, sometimes it's not like just processing that stuff. It's like, who, like today, you are a different person than you were five years ago. Right. So how is the person you are today? Like, how does that get you to the next five years? Like processing that here and now and even and you know and obviously talking about the things that have impacted you and like right. but like every day is a new day and it like is. every day sh- things happen good bad or indifferent that like shape you yep for sure that i think that you know yeah you like talking to your friends you like talking to your family sometimes but like sometimes they get tired of hearing sometimes you. they get tired of hearing you sometimes they got their own shit and like now you're putting your shit on their shit and right like sometimes people don't and if you're that. an empath oh mm-hmm. god God. Some people don't have that capability, like that capacity in them to like take all of this stuff in. So like, I'm one of those people. And yeah. to be honest with you, there comes a time in my life sometimes where I don't answer my phone. Yeah. Because you like, need a detox. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like, I'm deleting exactly. folks. From, yeah. yeah. Like that's real. That's why, you know. I'm I really big on energies too. Mm-hmm. Like if you come around and your energy is a little off, I'm going to be like, yeah. I'm gonna sage this shit up. <laughs> I'm gonna pray. <laughs> Get it all out. Yeah, like, because I, I feel like when you bring certain energies around in your space, mm-hmm. it stays. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be in your house. Like, yeah. it could be like you just being around somebody. Yes. You, you know that whole that saying, like that old saying that you when you're around somebody for so long, you start to look like them? Uh huh. Don't you start to fucking feel like them. You do. Like, feel, you're like, why am I walking around feeling like this? Right. Well, because you are the only person. Exactly. Only I'm around. Person, but you're the, the person that I'm around the most and your stuff is starting to become mine. Right. So like if you hang around somebody who complains no, all day long. Yep. Yep. What do you think you, What do you think the outcome of that relationship is going to be? You feeling the same way they Drained. do. Drained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, I just, I'm really big on, on like, watching the energy that I have. It could be, like I said before, it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. Yeah. Now, like, I self-sabotage a lot when it comes to, like, dating. Uh-huh. Like, I'll date someone, and then I'm like, why you keep asking me when you're going to see me? <laughs> why you want to see me that bad? You want to see me go on Instagram and look at my pictures? That's how I am, because I feel like, then I'm like, you know what, well, this is moving too fast for me, I'm good. Uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I had a guy that I was talking to, and he's just like, um... This was actually very recent. Uh-huh. He said to me, um, I texted you and I've been waiting for a response since Wednesday. Right? It was, what day it was, was it? It was Saturday. And you hadn't responded since no, Wednesday? No, because I was busy. Okay. Right? And then he goes, um, he, he sent that message and then I don't respond because I'm like, I don't got to explain myself to nobody. Right? <laughs> yeah. So then a follow-up message came through where he was like, but you could post on your IG though. 
What the fuck? <laughs> You're like, don't be worried about what I'm doing out in this right. world. Right, exactly. But he's probably like, I'm interested in you and you're not showing me that you're interested. Right, in so in my head, I'm just like, I'm gonna post on Instagram when I'm good and goddamn ready. <laughs> but in all reality, he probably doesn't. He said he's trying to get to know me, but you don't know that mm-hmm. because I have all this past history of exactly. everything that I've gone through, these things are going to affect any relationship that I get in. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that, and now I'm like, damn, that's kind of narcissistic, <laughs> right? So now I'm, I'm like diagnosing his behavior, yeah. but in no reality, I'm the one who's fucking sabotaging. Right, like, right. So it's uh, like having a wall up and protecting yourself, but also like knowing when to like. Yeah, I don't know. Move it. When to let it down? <laughs> you should maybe not not answer people for five days. <laughs> I know that's kind of fucked up. Because if the tables would turn, you'd probably be like, oh, oh, so now you can't answer me. Actually, I'm really, like, because oh, I sure. went through that before, You're I'm not okay really with like it. that. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I'm like, all right. Whatever, you busy. <laughs> I'm like, um. It's been a I'm not one of those wait by the phone kind of people. No, I'm, yeah. But, like, also, like, some uh, some days, I'm like, oh, it's me. But that's a me thing. <laughs> Like, my coworker was like, you don't think that you're, like, running all good people away from you? I was like, no, because I'm a strong black woman, right? (laughs) And I don't need no man to make me whole. (laughs) She was like, oh, sis, I get that. Yeah. But there's going to come a time in life where you want, well, it ain't now. (laughs) But, but, But when you're ready, then I think that you would give this, that energy of, like, I'm going to respond because I want yes, to talk to you. Yes, but I feel like right now at this point in my life, I kind of just want to be around amazing people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I feel like I lost a lot of friendships in my in my life. Because so you're like rebuilding. The situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, not rebuilding because I'm kind of, I want to branch out and meet new people. Got you. Got right? You. So when I was in that relationship, I was with him when I was from 16 till 26. Yeah. That's 10 years. You know, mm-hmm. so I lost friendships in there. Um, I isolated myself from my family. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to work on like, and I need to figure out what it was, what, what part of me, yeah, allowed this man to come in and do these things mm. to me. Like, what was I missing? What, you know, what happened in my childhood or yeah. anything like in my past that could have made me that vulnerable? Yeah, yeah. Where somebody could look at me and be like, "Got you." Mm. So you're doing the work for you. I have to. Yeah. Like, I have to. Because if not, I'm going to end up with another fuckboy. He probably won't be from the Bronx, but <laughs> he'll still be a fuckboy. And that's not what I need in my life. I got two daughters. Like, I can't. I really wish that I would have had a whole stage. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I married my first. Yeah. Where did they do that at? <laughs> places. It's crazy. Do you feel like, like... Now is the time, or you're like, no, I, I can't. I'm somebody's mama. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I'm somebody's mama. That's real. That's I can't. Real. Yeah. Like, I can't be telling my daughter, love yourself. And you like, and but I'm mommy's like, going out. Like, I'm a fucking open. No. <laughs> I can't do that. Don't be like, I'm so confused. I'm actually very afraid to bring a guy around my kids. Really? Yeah. Have they met anyone you've dated? Um, One guy. Okay. And I think it was like, when, I, when we completely, like, stopped speaking. Yeah. It was like, mm, so he's he's not coming back. <laughs> oh, because he was a friend, and yeah. then it's like you know when things go bad, it's like now I gotta explain to you guys that he's never it's coming a here again. Conversation. Ever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very very like 
skeptical. Got you. That's fair. Because kids get disappointed very easily. They, they like sponges do. and they oh grow attachments very quickly. Especially if somebody's nice or they're caring or they get a good vibe or energy mm-hmm. from them. Then they're like, hi! Or they pretend to be nice. Or Because that that's too. what he was. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, like, it don't got to be real nice for kids. He was definitely a wolf in sheep's clothing. Okay? It don't got to be real nice <laughs> for kids. They usually got to put on a little bit of, like, something. Here's yeah. this candy. Your mother said you can't have candy and maybe some candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're like, oh, he's nice. Yeah, it don't take he's a lot. He's a yeah. fuck boy doing fuck shit. Yeah, you don't like, understand that yet. No, because they're <laughs> kids and they're like, but we he he had candy. Right. What are you talking about, ma? Did you not get any candy? <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't want us to have I candy. I gave him my cookie and right. you took my candy. Yeah, yeah. And look where I am right now. <laughs> Mad. <laughs> he ain't never coming back. Right. <laughs> They're like, I just don't understand. I just so I try to keep people away from my kids. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I tell people I have kids. And then, like, my thing is, listen, when my kids are home, we're not talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. You're not coming to my house. Mm-hmm. I don't even want you to know where I live at. <laughs> That's real. I'm not ready for that yet. That's real. Um, but... Like, take it slow. Like, don't push me or pressure me into anything. Because once I feel like I'm being pressured, that's when I'm like, oh. Then it's uncomfortable. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. hmm <laughs> Well, I can't wait to see all of the things that you are going to do. I- I'm nervous. But I think but you that got I have good people in my life yes. now since I met you. Oh, thank you. I think you're going to push me. Yep. Because I'm going to be following up. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And thank you for of doing course. this. Of course. Anytime. And everybody stay And I'll tuned. be back, guys. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to give the people your social medias? Um, You, you can, can search no. for my first name, Anisha. A-N-I-E-S-H-A. Um, and then my Instagram account, Vanilla Petals, will come up. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Bye. Say no. Way.